Have you ever had the feeling that you're not enough, that you're inadequate, and that you lack the resources to fill that void? Let's talk about that for a little bit, because I received a wonderful word from God today about that very topic. This is Your Kind of Happy. was journaling the, uh, today, and, uh, you know, I just I felt like I got a word um, from God on uh, something that I could talk about, um, something that I experienced in my own life, uh, and many, many people have, a lot of my patients have, and we kind of come to this crossroads in treatment where we identify the source, uh, these core beliefs that they've had that have been flying under the radar in the subconscious for years and years and years and years and years, and they're they're acting in ways, um, not even consciously, that support those core beliefs, that make them true and make them perpetuate. And uh, one of the most common core beliefs that I myself have experienced and, and a lot of my patients are, have experienced is, is the belief that we are not enough. And I was journaling about that today because I, I thought it was like such a good, um, good topic to kind of bring to people's attention is, is, you know, if you've ever felt like you're not enough and, and what is that? It's, it's, it's us trying to feel the voids that we created. And then we try to convince ourselves that our environment or the people around us were the cause of those voids. And, you know, why is that? Well, a lot of us were kids when those those voids were formed in our lives, right? We were little kids, and and you know, kids uh, they model everything from their their grown-ups, right? They their caretakers. They they see how they handle conflict. They see how they get over conflict, how they resolve it, uh, how they carry themselves, how they act. And you know, if we don't have much to model on, much to go by, it's we're left to our own devices. And often, oftentimes, those devices that we develop. Are, um, are just reactionary, right? So, you know, when you have a reaction to someone that hurts you or offends you, right? And you don't, you don't have the tools that have been modeled to you of how to handle that appropriately, right? How to channel that, uh, how to heal from that in the right way. Well, we can tend to uh, go inward, right? And kids do this thing that I thought thinks pretty crazy is, is they'll do uh, splitting, right? So this is a term that uh, Freud used a lot, and it was it's called splitting. So what happens is, is when a child is young, um, like before the age of seven, we'll say, it's hard for them to hold two opposing views of their parents, right? Tend, they tend to adopt a view of their parent as good or bad, right? And they want to avoid the bad at all costs. So when the parent abuses them or hurts them in some way, neglects them, whatever it may be. And, you know, the next day there's the makeup period and they're actually like, you know, throwing them up on their shoulders and having fun and buying them ice cream and all that. Oh, you know, everything's on the up and up. Well, what about that thing before? Well, that painful thing, we compartmentalize it and we store it away into our subconscious. And one thing that's interesting about our subconscious is that it doesn't have a filter for incoming information. So things just go right into there and absorb it. Well, 95% of our behaviors are in our subconscious. They're based in our subconscious. And, uh, you know, 5% is the awareness. 
you know, of, of what's happening in the moment, what we're thinking about in the future or the past. So then this child has this experience and it's just traumatic, you know, but they, you know, like dad's the hero. So, you know, these things that happen to me, you know, I got to put them deep, deep, deep down here and uh, use that. And that's my coping mechanism to store it away and to not process it. Well, what becomes of that? Well, we become numb to emotions. We become numb to, uh, you know, processing and, and feeling things and allowing them the time to, to heal. And that's pretty destructive because what happens when we get into a relationship when we're an adult? Well, those things were never healed. So uh, similar situations emerge where, you know, they may not be, you know, physically abusive to us, but then they say something that makes us feel vulnerable. Then we act in the same way where we go inwards and we avoid the person altogether and we don't know how to cope with those situations that happen. So it's really, really important that you know, in therapy, we're working with clients to kind of identify those core beliefs that they have about themselves. And a lot of kids adopt the viewpoint of, uh, you know, abuse, neglect, um, just any, hurt, any kind of abusive language that was frequently used when they were kids. They adopt that into this core belief that they're not enough. And that's a, there's a big problem with that, because when you think that something in your environment or some person has created this void that you that you're not enough then there's really no way to fill it there's really no way to fill that void because you know in essence you gave yourself a problem that you now have to fix and you have this big void there but that person is no longer going to be able to fill that that void so you know we do have people uh you know let's say that they have um a feeling that they're not enough from their boss or whatever that's a that's a situation that you can address right um and you can address that. That's healthy to address that. However, it's not that situation talking to them that that does the healing in the void. There's this internal process. There's these internal mechanisms inside you that does the healing. So like when you get a cut, right, we, we get the cut and, you know, we can put some ointment on it, right? That helps. We can put a Band-Aid on it. That helps too. But what actually does the healing? It's these minute, small, unseen internal processes. So what do we know about healing? You know, if you have the feeling that you're not enough. Well, we know that, you know, in most cases, healing takes time. You know, your body does not know the difference between mental pain or mental injury and physical injury. So when you get hurt, mentally abused or stressed, your, your body actually interprets that pain as real physical pain because it doesn't know because all the, um, the cortisol, all the hormonal changes that happen, the norepinephrine, the um, neurotransmitters that are produced, it's all the same. It looks identical on the inside, even though it might be really different on the outside. So, you know, we look for external resources for healing all the time. So when we have this feeling that, I'm not enough. Well, if we're trying to fill that void with something outside of ourselves in the earthly realm or from other people, that is going to be a really hard hole to fill. But why is that? And why is it? And this is the million dollar question, right? It's because there's no hole in the first place. You're already complete. You already have everything that you need at hand. And why is that? Well, um, I do this with my patients sometimes. We, we we do this quick exercise, like if God was sitting in a, a chair next to you, right? 
and you, you had an audience with God, and he was sitting there next to you, and he says, um, or he asks, he says, I want you to tell me something that you desperately need, and I want you to think about it for a really, really, really long time. But then I also want you to tell me why you need it. Okay, so maybe pause the video. Write down something that you really desperately needed. What are you lacking? What are you lacking? And try to come up with that answer. What are you really lacking? And why do you need it to be fixed? Now, here's another layer to this. Wipe away your ego from that answer, why you need it. Is the reason why you need that something to get approval from others? To prove yourself that you're enough? Or is it to get some kind of uh, reputation that you finally deserve or believe that you deserve? Or all those things that feed our ego in the modern sense, right? All those things from the earth that we, uh, we, we believe that we need. So if we have to swipe away all those ego-based answers, right, we might come up with something that is truly we are in need of. And then and then God would say, it's granted. It's already been granted. Well, how can that be? Well, it can be because God poses the rhetorical question that he already knows the answer to, obviously, is that you already were enough to, to begin with, but you let the enemy and the world convince you that some part of your life was not enough. So then you went out looking for it. There's this great, um, and I might abuse this quote, but there's this great story by Jim Rohn, and I just love this story. He's all time. And uh, he talks about, you know, I was in my house one evening and getting ready to head up the door, and I was getting, going to grab my keys, and I grabbed them, and, and then the power went out, startled me, and I, I dropped my keys. And so, you know, it's pitch black. There's, there's, there's no lights anywhere on. And uh, I'm looking around for my keys, but actually in the corner of my, my eye, I noticed you know, outside, kind of down the street, a couple of houses down, one of the neighbors, his key, uh, his uh, his light was on the, the, the street light, illuminating the street, just one single street light. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll go out there and look for my keys. So he goes out and he's looking for his keys under the light uh, in his neighbor's grass. And neighbor comes out and says, Jim, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm looking for my keys. I dropped them. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'll help you look. So the neighbor's down there rooting around for the keys and helping him out. And after a few minutes goes goes by, you know, with no luck, the neighbor says, well, well Jim, where did you uh, retrace your steps? Like, what area were you where you where you dropped these keys? Oh, I was in my, my kitchen about to leave the house. Well, why, <laughs> why are you out here looking for your keys? If, if you dropped them in your house, that doesn't make any sense. Well, he says, well, this is where the light is. But isn't that, and this is what Jim Rohn was saying, isn't that so much what we do in our lives is that we fixate on external resources in order to receive the healing that needs to be done and take place on the inside? Referencing back to that cut, it's okay if we have a big wound, right, to let other people, external resources, pour into us and help us, right? And, you know, like a nurse will dress a wound and tend to the patient until they're better right? But it's those unseen internal forces that cause the healing. And this is my point, is that you're not enough because 
you're not allowing yourself to experience God's love in the way that he wants for you in your life. God wants you to believe and know that you are enough. Because once you are enough and you feel complete and you feel whole, then you are poised to be in the unique position to where you can start helping other people and serving them in a genuine, true way without this mental chip on your, uh, your shoulder that you believe can't be fixed. So it's so important that we learn from, you know, wounds, that they take time to heal, that it's healthy to have other people pour into our lives and help us along the way and point us in the right direction, attend to us and care for us, and that's all helpful. But the real fixing and the real healing of wounds comes from within, and that is God's love and the accepting that the one person that you really need to be focused on, whether or not you're enough, is your God, Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. We need to focus on His love, because His love is infinite and boundless, and it's for everyone. In fact, He loved us so much that He died for us. That's how much He loved us, because we were more than enough. And as Christians, I think that we need to practice accepting that. We don't do that often. And, and why is that? What, what's, what can we do? If I tell you that God loves you and that you're enough, you may not feel anything. Well, if I get a cut, right, do I watch it close up right away? Even though I know my body is supposed to do that, and these internal forces work that are unseen, that do the healing? No, it takes time. Act as if God is already working in your life to heal that, that void that you created that actually isn't even there in the first place. Act as if he gave you everything you need and equipped you with everything. And the amount of time that you're here is the right amount of time to do what you need to do. And then lastly, when we, when we pray, meditate on the word. We pray. We meditate. We read the word. We wait and we listen for God. We spend time just receiving and being open to receive. And then we observe, we watch, we watch for God to work in our lives through other people, through these internal mechanisms that are now stirred into action, and we just watch the healing take place. Hope this helps. Just something I was thinking about today and I just wanted to share. Um, a friend of mine said, Matt, you need to post more, more content and uh, put some more material up. So uh, this is me making an effort to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope everybody has a wonderful day and God bless.